afternoon, Victoria Taft in for Jason Rance on a Friday afternoon. I know it's just lovely traffic-wise out there, and I apologize on behalf of all drivers. We have a driving-related text question for you at 800-465-8770. Don't you just drive, doesn't it drive you nuts when people just sort of make up the new rules of the road when you're on and they let people in? And I don't mind letting people in if it makes sense. But if it doesn't make sense and you're changing the rules of the road to do it, do, do you just say no? Please say no. I got a guy stop on a free or a, a um, highway today. It was just weird. You know, it's 50 mile an hour traffic. Oh, I think I'll just stop so this guy can cross. It's like, dude, don't do that. It was crazy. I wanted to. Uh, uh, I'd say ordinarily I would have used to have said I wanted to kill him. But of course, I don't really. Yeah. Really? Oh, by the way, I mentioned this the last hour when you're having such great technical issues because, you know, why not? You know, just save it for me when I come on the air. It's just, you know, why not? Oh, Victoria's coming. Let's, yeah, let's just save it, save it for her. Oh, okay, thanks. It's not user error. Not this time anyway. (laughs) So I was saying last hour, this morning at 548 in the morning, the doggone morning, some creeper drives his car down. This rural driveway we've got. And, you know, we're staying in this place and it's a little out of the, you know, out of civilization. So anybody who wants to be there is intends to be there, right? That that person is there for a reason. And so it was the creepiest thing. And I thought, oh, my gosh, there's somebody out there. I saw him from the bedroom. Like, who is driving down? Who's driving down the doggone f- the, the, the driveway? What's what's going on? So I look out the window and I go, oh, man, I don't recognize that car. That's weird. And they're coming to the end of the driveway. And it goes to a neighbor's house. And I thought, huh, that's weird. That's 548 in the morning. I mean, who does that? Well, we found out who does that, of course, after I called the sheriff's office. I didn't do 911. I just did like a non-emergency because, I mean, it's it's defunding. I mean, are there really any cops coming? Come on. Don't, don't they have other things to do? Aren't there murders out there, people setting fires at homeless camps? Aren't they doing something else with their time instead of coming and watching prowlers driving around? Well, so the person in the car, and by the way, the car has blacked out windows, so I can't see. It's impossible to see. And it's not just because it was dark outside. It was because that's the color of the tint on the glass. Aren't there – I'm not I'm not for the over-lawyering of things, but are, are, is there a law against that? I mean – Tinted windows? Like really tinted um, windows, like blacked out windows? Uh, your front two. Cannot they can only be up to a certain point percentage? Oh, yeah, yeah, everything else can be. Oh, and up. and and then then the license on the car was obscured with plastic or something. These are just all red flags coming up. I know, right? And so I was talking to the deputy, and and he just started laughing. I said, "He goes, did you get the license?" And I literally ran after the guy. I know it sounds ridiculous. Oh, there she goes again. Just I, imagine did, you with did, a baseball bat. Did you have down a baseball bat in the broom? No, I had one hand. Of course, you know, obviously, because everyone knows this, a camera or a phone, that's like kryptonite. That's a force field. No bullet can get you if you're holding out your phone, right? (laughs) 
Jeez. Only that was true. If only that were true. Don't you notice? I'm taking a picture of you. I'm going to get you. Anyway, so I can get the license plate. Turns out, guess what? So my my husband wakes up. You you might imagine, as I'm talking to a deputy, and as I say my I mean business voice, and I mean, and that, that will wake anyone up. When Victoria Taft is speaking with her Victoria Taft voice, people get up. People listen. You know what I'm saying? It's the mom voice. It's the I mean business voice. So he comes out. What's going on? Well, I think we have a prowler. And by the way, will you take a look at the cameras we have around the house to see if you can see something? He goes, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm literally still wiping the sleep out of his eyes. Okay. All right. It's the Amazon man. (laughs) And I thought to myself, okay, that's funny. And then there's an Amazon package at our door for the neighbor, which never happens. So, okay. I didn't even see him, but I had snuck out the back and I took video of the car. And I ran up the driveway after the guy. And then, of course, naturally, the non-emergency person who answered my call said, well, which way did he go? And I, I said, you know, I, I'm, pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I shouldn't have been running after the car, okay? I, I wasn't going to run all the way. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a pretty fair piece of real estate to have to sprint after a car going 10 miles an hour or whatever it is. Anyway, so it was the Amazon man. And I thought to myself, why are Amazon people out in the middle of nowhere with headlamps on their heads, uh, creeping around people's houses? And why is that a thing? I'm used to the Amazon man or woman coming later, like the UPS person or the FedEx guy. Amazon before, you know, it's like a quarter to six in the morning. Is that really a thing? Oh, yeah, they got early routes. And the worst are when they don't use the actual Amazon vehicles, just like in your case, well, yeah, where totally it's an unmarked. unmarked vehicle. And I, I can only imagine what the guy you were chasing after was like, why is she chasing me? Why is there a woman chasing me in this little robe she's got on? She looks so well. I gotta go. And I called the cops. Anyway, so I did call them back. Fortunately, the deputy with whom I had earlier had a conversation, I promised to send photos of said car. Did I tell you already that when I told him that the license was obscured by a plastic cover, he started laughing? Yeah, you told me that earlier. Yeah, sorry. Have I told you the whole story yet? I don't believe so, no. no oh, no, I'm, I'm sure I have, actually. If I told you the part where he laughed, and then I called, and then I told him it was an Amazon man, and I, I was sorry for wasting his time. But fortunately, I had his number to call him back, so we didn't have to go through the whole falderall of the uh, communications person at the non-emergency number at the, the county sheriff's office. It doesn't have enough people to go around because of defunding. shouldn't be a thing. Hey, guess what? We have news this afternoon. Let's are we doing the what's trending thing? Do we have to do the sounder for that? Okay, let's hear the sounder for what's trending. What's trending? Let's get political. Okay, let's do. Uh, Donald Trump's not going to participate in the Republican debate on Fox News next week. And um, do you blame him? That's our text question, actually. Is he making a mistake by failing to participate in the debate for Republican candidates in the primary. Uh, just let us know at 800-465-8770. Does it matter? Do you care? Do you think that he needs to do that? 800-465-8770.
Now, what's really funny, and we get into this a little bit more in the next hour with Chadwick Moore, the author of the book, Tucker. And so we have a few minutes with him today, which we'll play for you in the five o'clock hour, but also he's going to be on my podcast, which I hasten to add is the adults in the room podcast, because after all, some of us need to be the adults in the room and the the ones who go chasing the Amazon man, who's a creeper wearing a headlamp at quarter to six in the morning with our phones, because phones are force fields. They will stop a bullet. Just want you to know that. And that's why I'm the adult in the room. So he'll be on in a wider ranging conversation with me um, in the next well, a few coming days on the podcast. Please listen in and uh, subscribe. We're doing video ones now, too. Brady, have I told you we're doing video ones now on YouTube and Rumble and Odyssey? I did not hear they were going to be video. Yeah, they're video. Yeah, they're video. So I have to put makeup makeup on good grief i mean it's just something uh but that was uh, my engineer's decision and i thought well what the heck i don't i don't really object too much not too much but so what i what i was going to tell you was the people at fox because chadwick moore told us in his book tucker he is his is the name that shall not be named tucker carlson's name is not one to be uttered on Fox News Channel. And neither can they use anything he does, any of the interviews that he does on Twitter, which is where he's doing his thing right now and his interviews, because it doesn't break his contract with Fox because they have a non-compete and they've basically kept him on the sidelines. He's on the beach, but not really. So he's doing interviews and doing all kinds of interesting things. Some of them are great. Some of them are real odd. And um, there you are on, on Twitter. But the funny thing is, is that Donald Trump is not going to be at the Fox News debate. But he's going to be on Tucker Carlson's Twitter show. <laughs> I mean, you're Fox News. How do you avoid using any part of that interview. I mean, how is how does that happen? Because you know, he's not going to ask the regular questions. It's going to be a different, I, I would hope, a different kind of interview. But I just thought, how in heaven's name are they going to get around the fact that he just stole their star from Fox News? And the guy whose name must not be mentioned on Fox News is going to interview the man who's missing. You know, there's probably going to be a missing man formation at the debate. There's going to be, a, you know, a, a single podium that's left unmanned. And it's going to be Donald Trump's. And you know where Donald Trump's going to be? On Tucker Carlson's show. And they can't use any of it. And I think that's pretty funny. So I talked to Chadwick Moore about that. Meantime, there's Trump news in Georgia. Now, we've told you about this. Obviously, Jason's told you. And the bottom line, and you know, his fill-ins and stuff, have mentioned the fact that if there, was a, there was an indictment announced on Monday. And there was an indictment because... Apparently, and who knew this happened, but the man who is often said by the left to be the part of the the gang that couldn't shoot straight is actually the mastermind of a racketeering organization, and it's a continuing criminal enterprise, thereby being something that could fall under the RICO statutes. And so he's the mob boss. That would be Trump, the mob boss. Well, of course, 
the uh, fact that the fact is that this is a pretty interesting situation, and it looks as if there was plenty of uh, let's say suggestions on how the Fulton County DA could go about marrying the indictment from the feds to a local indictment so they could knit together some sort of strategy to create a web to in, to entangle Donald Trump. And Mike Davis of the Article 3 Foundation, when we get a chance to talk with him, has some thoughts on that, which we'll, we'll get around to in just a few minutes. But in the meantime, you know, you had to wonder, why is it that the Fulton County DA is uh, holding a news conference about the Trump indictment in the evening. I mean, what's that about? And you thought, oh, okay, well, it's because she accidentally released the indictment earlier and all the press saw it. And then, so she, she her, her hand was forced. She had to do that. Well, not so fast, not quite so fast because you'd think, well, it was the mistake and we accidentally showed that the indictment was already issued before the grand jury had actually collected itself and voted out the indictment to hand up to Donald Trump and the judge and all these other people but the fact of the matter is it was Donald Trump is the ham sandwich that they were going to, you know, churn out by the grand jury and that indictment was always going to be there. You'd think it was because they'd accidentally quotation marks put it out but you'd be wrong at least newt gingrich of course now we know newt gingrich former house of representatives speaker and a guy who hails from georgia the guy knows everybody in georgia and he's on the charlie kirk podcast and he says well i think that there might be a little bit more to the georgia indictment than is widely known and why it occurred at the odd hour it did. Let's hear what he has to say. Well, I think what people have to understand is none of this stuff is happening by accident. Yeah. You've had a consistent, steady manipulation of the law at every level in order to tie it into the news media. So they were getting beaten up on Friday badly because the appointment of Weiss as a special counsel was so stupid, so indefensible, that even places like the New York Times were beginning to break a little bit and say, you know, I don't know that I can defend this. And so they needed a new story. They needed a new story. ABC Ipsos poll showed that 48 percent of Americans think that the naming of the special counsel to, quote unquote, investigate Hunter Biden and all of the machinations with the Biden crime family, as people call them, um, that was such a blunder because it was clear and people, Americans have gotten the picture when they put these so-called special counsels on. Uh, at least in these two conditions where they, the Hunter Biden uh, previous one that's been going on for five years and they just sort of slow rolled it so that the statutes of limitations would run out so that they could only get them on a couple years of not non-payment of taxes instead of multiple years of non-payment of taxes. And, you know, writing off hookers and that sort of thing as a business expense and the gun charge. And and of course, then they bring it out and they make this stupid deal and everybody's going, what the hell? Because obviously that you got Jan Sixers sitting in, in a uh, sol- solitary confinement in a cell, the size of a closet with nothing. And you expect us to believe that there's a 
equal justice in this country? Come on, man. Come on. And so nobody's buying it anymore. The jig is up, as they say. And so Newt Gingrich says, well, there's a little bit more going on here. And their news story was going to be Fulton County. But, but remember this. They release the charges before the jury votes. Now, that should tell everybody how totally rigged this is. And the charges are absurd. It's 44 <laughs> pages of baloney. I mean, a, a Fulton County district attorney is making allegations about other states outside her jurisdiction. Uh, it makes no sense at all. But nothing about this makes sense. I mean, one of one of Jack Smith's major charges in D.C. is an 1870 Ku Klux Klan law. <laughs> now, I mean, do you realize how nuts you have to be? Well, they, they lack the optics of that. Oh, see, he's a white racist. We have to in, enforce the Ku Klux Klan laws against Donald Trump because, you know, let's just forget about all his friends. But, you know, whatever. To charge a former president of the United States under an 1870 law designed to break the Ku Klux Klan in South Carolina. And this stuff goes on all the time. And the ground rule you said at the very at the break is exactly right. There is no law. I keep when I'm on these shows with lawyers, I keep saying to them, "Why do you pretend we're dealing with the law? That's right. We're dealing with power." That's exactly right. Why Why do you pretend that they even observe the law? Because clearly the law has been thrown out, as has uh, sanity, actually. We saw that in the Hawaii situation when uh, the we found out that they didn't want to release water because, you know, equity to put out a fire. That's the these are the brain dead people involved. And then we had the Herman Ondaya, who's the emergency, a Maui emergency official. Uh, and he apparently didn't have any previous experience in emergency official business but nevertheless he said the other day now look i i would have sounded the alarm i would have sounded the big emergency uh alarm but i you know i i thought better of it because it didn't seem like it was going to be something that would help you regret people. not sounding the sirens i i do not and the reason why and so that was do you regret sa- not sounding the sirens do regret not sounding the sirens i i do not and the reason why and so many people say uh, there, dozens of people are dead the, the wrong answer but okay they could have been saved if they had time to escape the sirens as i had mentioned earlier is used primarily for tsunamis okay primarily is the operative that's word. the reason why many of them are found almost all of them are found on the coastline the public is trained to seek higher ground in the event that the siren is sounded in fact on the website of the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency, the following guideline is provided. If you are in a low-lying area near the coastline, evacuate to high grounds. Had we sounded the siren that night, we were afraid that people would have gone Malka. And if that was the case, then they would have gone into the fire. Uh, yeah. Well, um, but it turns out that the siren is used for other things other than tsunamis. For example, didn't they sound the sirens when they thought Kim Jong-il, is it Kim Jong-il or Kim Jong-un, whatever, the rocket man was going to fire a nuclear missile at, at Hawaii? I think they did, yes. They did, yeah. They sent out, and oh, and they also have text messages that they send out. And they send it out for other kinds of emergencies, not just tsunamis. So, wrong Uh, official 
Maui Fire and Emergency Official Herman Andaya. Oh, we're very uh, well. I, I bring you bad news about Herman Andaya today. He's um, suffering from so many problems as a result of the Hawaii incident that he quit his job. Uh, he resigned, and the reason he resigned is because he, um, well, it turns out he had some physical ailments. And that he wasn't feeling well. And so he decided to quit. The administrator of Maui's emergency management agency has resigned, citing health reasons. Bet there's a lot of other people that have had some health problems and reasons. I, You know, I'm thinking other people have worse health reasons than he does. He, Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Uh, this is a day after he defended the silence of the island's siren system last week during the deadliest U.S. fire in more than 100 years. Which we hasten to add is not in any way, shape, or form caused by global warming, even though the left wants you to believe that. And it turns out it's in all likelihood a problem with an electrical line being whipped around by the high winds because they were suffering from a huge tropical storm that ran through or huge storm that ran through and it caused all the problems and as we know because we are students of fires sort of we know that when a fire starts up and becomes not just a fire but a conflagration what happens is the conflagration becomes a storm unto itself, creating its own wind. And that was that was a problem. 111 people, children, some of them, most of them, I think, dead so far. And it's expected to rise. They've got the cadaver dogs out there. I can't believe how many people could not get out. Kind of reminds me of the Paradise Fire in uh, California, where it happens so fast. Wouldn't it have been a great idea to have a an advance warning of a few seconds so they could have run or done what they could do escape did not happen did not happen well very sad very sad indeed all right the big local coming up next victoria taft and for jason rance ktth Mercer Island, Des Moines. This is the Big Local on the Jason Ranch Show. Shoreline, Woodenville, Burien. Stories about you, not about Seattle. It is time for the Big Local. Victoria Taft in for Jason Rance. And this is the time of the program where Jason likes to take a look at cities other than Seattle that have somehow that have captured our fancy, have created news that is not something that is done and occurs in Seattle, where you have hot and cold running bums and lots of uh, fires, fires, conflagrations at homeless camps, where people who are law-abiding almost get their homes burned down. So anything, anyway, we have other kinds of news. That being this one. This is amazing. We go with our first story of the day. In some... Oh, no, that's not their first story. 
No, no. Just this is amazing. This is amazing. The Tacoma Housing Authority has decided to pay its uh, uh, workers, i.e. employees. Apparently, if you work for a government or quasi-government entity, you're not supposed to call yourself an employee. Rather, you are a worker, a worker. And so the big Tacoma Housing Authority is now paying, I want you to sit down for this. If you're in a car, you're already sitting down. But I want you to put two hands on the steering wheel because you're going to your, your mind is going to be blown when you find out that the minimum wage at the Tacoma Housing Authority is now going to be henceforth $32 an hour. Now you thought to yourself, "Well, wait a minute now, $20 an hour, that's something." Um, we thought, "Well, that that was just a a flight of fancy, just a passing phase." Oh no. Now they're going big because the Tacoma Housing Authority says it's paying its employees this summer $32 an hour because they want to make sure that people who are working for the Tacoma Housing Authority aren't homeless. The number was chosen for a very specific reason, I read here from Cairo 7 News. Sitting just uh, above the hourly wage needed to afford the average two-bedroom apartment in Tacoma without paying more than the 30% of a worker's income. A worker's income. You you recognize the fact that the term worker hails from uh, socialist dicta, wherein the commies slash socialists slash Marxists, slash Leninists, call the people who are in the system workers because it's all about, at least it was at one point, capital. It was all about the capital and the capital that is created by the worker. You know, the Volkswagen, the worker's car. Anyway, so that number was chosen for a very specific reason, because it's a little less than 30 percent of a person, a worker's income, according to the THA, which is the Tacoma Housing Authority, which if you run now, you might get a summer job and get 32 bucks an hour. According to the THA, the average rent for a two bed unit in Tacoma, 1643 bucks. Whoa. Sixteen hundred and forty-three bucks in order to be able to pay that plus utilities, a household would need to earn sixty-five thousand dollars a year or thirty-one sixteen hour for a forty-hour work week, and that's why they're just rounding up and going to thirty-two bucks an hour. Huh? Well, that's interesting. Anyway, so they're making bank at the Tacoma Housing Authority, and so good for you. Few people working this summer. It's a summer job for thirty-two bucks an hour, and who said? That working for the government doesn't pay. Who said that? Nobody says that anymore, actually. Not only that, but you've got probably, are they unionized? Do we know that? Because who knows? Maybe they are. Oh, good God. 32 bucks an hour. Good for you. I mean, right on with your bad selves. Okay. Elsewhere, uh, I'm very sorry to report that um, there's a creepy teacher somewhere. Now, why do I say that? Well, that's a very, uh, it's, a, it's a good question. Apparently, four families are suing the Sumner Bonnie Lake School District over allegations that officials did not take appropriate action in connection to 
a an alleged creepy teacher, creepy coach who abused students. Dateline Sumner. The Sumner Bonnie Lake School District being sued for damages for four families by four families who allege concerns over the former coach's behavior and how it went largely ignored. Now, that's interesting how they always do that. Isn't that interesting? So he's like, oh, well, you you do want to watch out for people's rights, obviously, right? Can we we just want to be fair and all that stuff. But the families are going, uh, you know, be fair to somebody else who hasn't been abused by the creepy coach because apparently their kids were. Jackson faces... Ten charges, including third-degree child rape and molestation. First-degree sexual misconduct with a minor and five counts of communication with a minor for immoral purposes. He pleaded not guilty in May, placed on home monitoring after making the $25,000 bail. Uh, So anyway, the lawsuit claims that the school district noticed as early as 2018, not for all of you playing the home game, that means it's five years ago, that there were concerns about Jackson's direct contact with players on the team. It references a 2020 complaint filed with one of the Washington Interscholastic Activities Association, which stated concerns about Jackson's use of personal connections at a Nike store and his messaging with kids as young as sixth grade. You know, one time, so my kids were in the gym and they were gym gymnasts. You know where this is going, right? So anyway, uh, so but not what you think. It was the boys' coach this time. So we all go. All the parents are asked to make a command performance at at the, at the gym. You know, I guess our kids are working out, and but all the parents are there. And so this poor young coach, female coach, has to break it to the parents that one of their number has uh, been arrested and uh, shan't return to the the. The gym, which is good because apparently uh, he, yeah, so took liberties with other people's children and not, you know, children, period. So it was one of those things where she's hemming and hawing and I go, okay, who molested the kids? Because we, we, we don't have all day here. Just spit it out. We need to know. We're parents and we need to know. And so that, that happened. And you're not going to believe this, but it turns out that people who would like to predate upon children are often people who work with them. And that's why they want proximity to them. So these parents are are very rightly PO'd because they didn't get the proper response by the school district, they allege, because the school district sort of blew off previous complaints about the creepy coach, the alleged creepy coach. Documents said that three players coached by this man were talking about messages they received from him in 2022, decided to tell their parents about what was happening and good for them. But, you know, if this were left up to the school authorities, they'd say, oh, well, you know, if I mean, just using the rationale by what we're talking about with respect to, oh, you know, going out and getting abortions and stuff like that on school time and getting transed uh, on school time and stuff like that. Can you imagine? Now, uh, but this, you know, uh, Predating on children, you, you kind of go, well, I mean, you guys are all for that when it's in sex ed. So why is this any different? But apparently they take this seriously. So so that's good. Other predations upon children and the, uh, by the people employed by the school districts, not so much. Not so much. But but this, this is it. And they're going to get sued. And they're going to get sued by that about that other stuff, too. And you just you wait. And all of a sudden it's going to look real bad 
for the school districts. And then you know what you're going to hear. I'm just sort of playing this out, gaming it out, just for you and me on a Friday afternoon. Then what's going to happen is they're going to be sued so much. They're going to come hat in hand and say, we're getting sued so much because insurance isn't going to cover all of it. Because obviously they're making some really stupid decisions. And so, uh, you know, depriving parents of their rights over their children and their rights to be have information about their children. They're going to get all they're going to get sued for all this. All y'all. And get sued, and they're going to come and they go. Well, we don't have enough money because of those mean parents. They're suing us. Yeah, if that's what it takes to stop this crap, I'm fine with it. Ah, okay. Oh, we do have to take a break. Ah, yeah, I know. I talk too much. You know, it's really a, it's it's a problem with talk show hosts. They just uh, they just talk too much. There you go. Okay, now when we come back. Lots more on the Jason Rance program. Big bust at Eastern Washington. We've got the, well, we've got the choose your news, I call it. Uh, it's the pick your news. I know why he did that, but oof. do you want to hear about Hurricane Hillary or would you like to hear about the new Air Force green jet? Give me a, give me a text. 800-464. Okay, check that. 465-465-8770. Victoria Taft, choose your news. Pick your information. Pick your pick your news. Jason. Ah, you can take the boy out of the city, but you can't take the city out of the boy or something like that. Anyway, back in a minute. Pick the topic on the Jason Rand Show. The hands-down winner for the You Pick Your News on the Jason Rance program is the Air Force revealing its new futurist, futuristic green jet. They call it Jet Zero, a startup manufacturer building a blended wing body jet that is expected to provide better efficiency and range for cargo planes and military tankers and it can hold it's about the size of a plane that holds 250 people u.s department of air force announced that the commercial aerospace startup jet zero has been awarded a 235 million dollar contract for producing a blended wing body demonstrator it looks obviously very futuristic not a lot of windows it's got, uh, it looks, it kind of looks like, um, I would say it looks like the, uh, it looks like a Gulf Stream is what it looks like. It's got the, you know, the, the wings that sort of flip up. And I thought to myself, I go, what's, what's the deal with the wings that flip up? Why, why is that? I mean, I'm, I'm no, obviously no engineer. And I thought, I, I'm going to look it up and here's what I thought. Have you ever noticed those curved tips on the ends of airplane wings? Why, why, yes, I have. That's so 
That's so weird. I was just thinking about that. Uh, why? Well, they're known as winglets. Oh. And they're actually really important. You see, as airplanes fly, these mini tornadoes form at the end of the wing. And they create a drag that is so strong, strong. it makes the plane use extra fuel to keep flying. But when they added these winglets, it weakened the mini tornadoes and saved billions of dollars in fuel consumption. Uh-huh. Have you ever noticed those curved tips on the ends Have of airplane wings? Have you ever noticed? Wings? What is this, Andy Rooney, have you ever noticed? No. Yeah. Did we have it twice? Well, they're known as winglets, winglets. and they're actually really important. They are very important because there's some tornado at the end of the wing, and these prevent the tornado at the end of the wing when you're going at supersonic speeds or what have you, and so they're, or whatever, or or you're just plodding along somewhere. It probably makes them more uh, aerodynamic. Wow. What do you think? Well, according to Jet Zero, the blended body wing, or wing body, she said, is a naturally stable design that does not require tail services. So here's the thing. The, The moral to the story is they call it Jet Zero. And it's a play on words to suggest that it's net zero because that's what all the environmentalists want us to go to eventually. Now, you know that the the Secretary of Energy wants to have a net zero military because apparently they're, you know, I don't know, maybe Tesla's going to put some uh, places where you can plug in tanks and stuff in the middle of a I don't know. Where are they going to be in the middle of the place where they're going to have a war? I know a war zone. So they want to have a military that's net zero, which is why the Air Force could not it, it help itself, but take the catnip. Oh, oh, really? It's called it's called jet zero. Oh. <laughs> It, it has it has winglets. What? Wait, are you sure it has winglets? What are those winglets, and and what do they do anyway? Have you ever noticed those curved tips yes. on the ends of yes. airplane wings? Yes, we have. Well, they're known as winglets. Yeah, and it's Jet Zero, the blended wing body, naturally stable design. Air Force note two hundred thirty five million dollars. Now, of course, you and I think that's a lot of money, and I'm, it, I, I suppose it is. But you and I both know that. that I mean, really, how many? Are they actually going to build a prototype for $235 million? My guess is they won't. Shoot, they can't even build a a, a freeway, a, a mile of freeway for less than that money or about that money. I mean, don't you have to have like a prototype and don't you have to? And basically, you know, this is always the the game, right? So with the Pentagon and it's with any government program, they go, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to give this money. We're going to give this money to the military and it's going to do this and that and we're going to have a winged a blended wing body, and it's going to call, be called Jet Zero. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to sound like Net Zero, and everybody will think it's going to be great for the climate, which it probably will be. If it, I'm sure it works, since this is technology that's already been used. And apparently we're being told that it's new technology because it's called Jet Zero and sort of sounds like Net Zero, and that's why it's okay to do that. And it's going to be great for, for the climate. We're going to be all good. So there. So there. Well, anyway, but you and I both know that that's not going to get out of the study phase, is it? I mean, are they even going to be able to do anything to uh, test it for $235 million? Do you, do you get anything that is actually actionable, something that is, is something that's built beyond a, uh, you know, sort of a 
synthesizer of some sort? Do you is are you going to get two hundred thirty five million dollars? Isn't aren't these things like in the billion dollar category? Not necessarily each one, but but in order to build more than one, it's going to be more than two hundred thirty five million dollars. Am I wrong here? I don't think so. Brady, over to you. Yeah, two hundred thirty five million dollars, especially for something as new as this. You'll get a prototype, or at least you think part, so? You'll get part of a prototype, and then there'll be articles coming out saying, "Oh, add some slowdowns." Oh. This hasn't been proven to be as effective as we once anticipated. Yep. yep. Well, you know, we have to we have to do something. We have to do something with the the climate because, after all, as as uh, the woman who wants to be U.S. Senator from California, Katie Porter, who's the mother of the year, by the way, uh, says we have to do something because we're all going to die. I have a nine year old daughter. I have three kids, and I told my nine year old daughter that I was going to be speaking with you, and I said, "What do you think about?" The climate change, climate change. And she said, the earth is on fire and we're, we're all, all going to die soon. soon. And I asked her how that made her feel. And- yes, because that's what the, we say to a nine-year-old when they say we're, the earth is on fire and we're all going to die soon. And the mother says, oh, how does that make you feel? She said dispassionately. She said it made her feel angry. Yes, very angry. What should I tell my daughter and how should I help her and the youngest generation bear the emotional toll of the actions that we're taking, fossil fuel companies are taking to destroy our planet? Yeah, uh, that's why we need jet zero, because clearly we are setting the world on fire and all the all we're all going to die soon. That's why we're building new planes that will actually take longer to build than the years left on the planet that we're supposed to have if in fact it ends in 12 years as we've been assured it will have it will happen and we're all going to die soon so even the pentagon knows that's bs i mean let's just be honest here shall we but imagine that telling your child that that it's okay to believe that the earth is going to be blown up in a fireball at some point um, and what's interesting is it's not going to to be blown up in a fireball or consumed by a gaseous cloud of whatever it is. And if that's really going to happen, then wouldn't Congress decide to not fly anymore? Wouldn't, you know, fill in the blank. All these people who are part of the Davos crowd, would they, they really believe this stuff? Would they really be flying around in their not jet zero planes going over to the, the WEF conference? Seriously? No, because it's bunk. Kids, it's bunk. They're lying to you. And by the way, this is one of the reasons why, besides locking down kids and making them wear masks that were not actually helpful to children who don't contract uh, COVID on a wide scale basis, which we've known for years, but whatever. Um, we've got these guys who now say we're all going to die in a few years now. I mean, how many's left off the 12 years that we, when the, when the clock started, it was 12 years. And, and I know that was at least 12, 2019, 2018, 2017, because Trump became president and, and we had to let everybody know that the earth was going to come to an end because of climate, whatever it is. And so as a matter of fact, we're, 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 we're inching down. Now, why do you suppose that the kids, in addition to all the COVID trials, um, have taken to taking drugs and, and suicide? 
and then wanting to change their sex at the drop of a hat. Why is that? Do you have any ideas why they might be a bit upset and want to do something different? We're all going to die soon. This is going to be, in all likelihood, she will be the U.S. Senator from California, and she's an absolute crackpot and a terrible mother because she reinforces this with her own children. And shame on her. You know, shame on her. Who tells her? I have kids a nine year old daughter. I have three oh, kids. And, and, and I told my nine year old daughter that. Before we get back to the mother of the year, what we need to tell you is you know who she was asking this question of? Greta Thunberg, the autistic uh, wunderkind with the permanent scowl who. How dare you! I was going to be speaking with you, and I said, What do you think about the climate change? Climate change. And she said, The earth is on fire. And we're all going to die soon. Mm -hmm. And I asked her how that made her feel. And she said it made her feel angry. Why don't you tell her it's not true? You could do that, couldn't you, Katie Porter, you wackadoodle-doo? You could. Oh, there's much more on the issue of uh, the climate because we have a planned segment about that coming up. Chadwick Moore, Mike Davis of the Article 3 Project. We've got a full hour coming up next. So stick around on the Jason Rance Show. Victoria Taft filling in AM 770 KTTH.